Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. It is the national week. It is the Friday of the National as this drops. Let's go. I know a lot of Stacking Slabs listeners are out and about in Rosemont, Illinois, making deals and just being happy to be in the mix. I know I am. I'm running the halls. I'm looking for deals. We got an episode for you. If you're in your hotel room, maybe you're turning on Stacking Slabs to start your day. If you're not at the National, hopefully you enjoy this too. I bring on my brother. I'm going to the National with him. We just talk about our collecting and expectations from the show. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Happy National Week. Welcome back to the show. It seems like whenever there's a big event, I think the last time was it was Christmas Day. Now it's the National Day. I bring my brother on the show at McGrath Cards. We're recording on the Sunday before the National and we're just talking about how disappointed we were in the United States basketball team dropping uh, its first game to France, but we'll move on to bigger and better things. And that is the national, but without further ado, Kyle, welcome back. How are you? Good, man. Thanks for having me again. I think this is the three P coming back on the show. So excited about it. I think I'm, I'm entering into uh, some of the upper echelon of some of the guests you've had in terms of a uh, number of appearances. So always a good time, excited for national week. Um, I know we're going to be running around together at it, so ready to rock and roll and kick this week off right. Yes, um, yes, you. I didn't think about that beforehand, but yes, you are entering up in the uh, upper echelon of. I think we've got maybe uh, Chris uh, Hoge as he uh, is branded in the hobby, and then uh, the captain. Those are some people who've been on a lot, so you're right up there at this point. But maybe let's, let's before we dive in directly to the national, because I think that's going to be the theme of this show. People are going to be listening to this, hopefully when they wake up uh, Friday morning of the national. But I know there's a lot of new people like ourselves that will be going to the national for the first time. I think maybe just rewinding the tape back, describe at a high level, like the last year of the hobby. I know I've learned a ton. I share it on the show. I know we trade texts and FaceTimes and talk about it, but what's your evolution been like in the the past year entering back in the hobby? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you kind of rewind the clock, we start in May of last year, right? I mean, I think that's roughly the time period you, you kick this uh, podcast off, which I piqued my interest in terms of what the heck were you getting back into? What were you talking about? And that just became the evolution of uh, going down that nostalgic path of growing up, collecting cards. You know, we went through just the understanding of what manufacturers are relevant today, what cards are popular. Uh, Then, you know, it spun into this whole investment theme and pursuit that I think we both shared, pursuing different prospects and then going into the NFL market, pursuing positional players over quarterback. And then it's kind of come full circle to really collecting what you love, right? Through the education we've had, listening to, you know, folks like the captain and Chris that you mentioned kind of an onslaught, right? I'm nowhere near uh, their caliber, but you sit and you learn from these experts in this space and you just understand that at the end of the day, collect what you love, right? Have fun with it, have a passion for it. 
through the, the ups and the downs over the last year, right? I know for myself, I've started to carve out what do I love collecting and why do I love collecting certain cards, certain players. And then this whole thing about the national, right? You hear about, especially when you were never in the hobby, you hear people talk about how big the national is. And then it just didn't happen last year, right? COVID hit. And now we're here. And it's like, I feel, you know, like it's the Super Bowl for the card world that's about to embark upon Chicago. You know, we reflect back on the the Colts Bears Super Bowl, right? And that buildup and that that excitement. And, you know, here we are again thinking about another interaction with the Chicago city, but this time we get to go up and experience this for the first time. So I'm excited about it. You know, I feel like the knowledge over the last year and our conversations have really prepared us well just to have some fun this upcoming week and meeting folks and talking about cards and super jacked about it for sure. So the you talked about the different evolutions, which I think is important in the way I've been talking about it now and just communicating with when I get a mail day now and I buy something, whether it's, you know, a gold to a 2014 gold undertaker tops chrome refractor or a new Carson Wins card or a, a Peyton Manning card. When I get I'm very intentional at this point with everything I'm buying. And when I get it like in the mail, it's it makes me really happy. And I feel like I'm in an awesome place in the hobby because the cards make me smile and there's intention behind buying them. I know we kind of uh, at the beginning of our journey ran through, you know, doing what, you know, maybe that hobby mainstream was talking about. And that's like, let's jump on these trends of these young players and hopefully, you know, roll the dice. Hopefully they, you know, score 30 points in a game and we can sell it or whatever. And so, but like our mindset has certainly shifted towards this, let's just collect these cards. Let's play the long game. Let's hold these cards. Let's enjoy these cards. And I think just have that collector's mindset. I know you've definitely um, jumped towards that direction. We've kind of done it in parallel. How much more fun are you having just collecting cards, doing it that way? Here's a great example. I got an email the other day about a PSA return that I'm getting that I went through a sub. And I looked at the list and I've got like a Mike Evans base and an Odell Beckham base, you know, PSA card coming back. I, I couldn't be less excited about getting those in the mail. In fact, you almost want to just say, hey, keep them. Send me like 10 bucks and I'm good, right? Knowing that I've, I'm going to have to receive those and then put them on eBay and try and sell them and go through the shipping, right? It's just that phase is just not exciting anymore, right? But what is exciting? And I'll, I pulled this out of my case, but this is a, an exquisite. Antonio Gonzalez, right? Rookie patch auto from 2007 gold. And I say that because like, unless you're a Colts fan that lived through that era, you know, nobody probably knows who Anthony Gonzalez is or the impact he had to that Colts team. And I think from understanding cards, like I've really found a passion for that 2005 to 2009 exquisite football brand. I love it. The scarcity of it, the history of it. And then when you can find a player that you grew up watching and it's, you know, a gold rookie patch auto card for me, that was more exciting to receive in the mail. And I got that last week and it's just, you know, I put it on my desk for a week. I look at it, I put it back in kind of my box and pull another card out that I want to keep for a week to look at. So yeah, I think that's where that collector's mindset come in, came in. I mean, everybody, including myself, jumped on the, Hey, I want to invest. I want to make money in this hobby. But at the end of the day, I've realized like, I want to collect stuff that I love. And as I've shared, you know, on the podcast before, I've got a two-year-old and a four-year-old, right? Two boys that, you know, my four-year-old, we've got binders and, you know, he, I just give him all the cards that 
when we open packs just to put in there and he loves it. So the thought of being able to like pass down some of these cards one day and tell stories about these players and why I collected them is what brings me the most excitement in the hobby versus, you know, trying to make a hundred bucks on a card by buying it raw, getting a grading and trying to flip it, you know? Yeah. And I think I was actually having this conversation we were, I was messaging with Sierra, California card collector about this last night, actually. And we were talking about just like collecting and flipping and the places. And we both kind of came to this determination of like flipping cards and going through the process of like buying all these cards that you don't really care about, getting them, like then taking the ones that you think are clean, sending them to PSA, waiting for them, getting them back and listing them and shipping them out. Like we're busy people. Like we have families, you have kids. I'm about to be a dad. We've got busy professional careers. There's only so much time. So it's like time that we're spending doing cards. It's like, those are, that's time we want to be spending enjoying it and doing what you did with the Anthony Gonzalez card, like buying something that is significant, not to the rest of the market maybe, but just what's significant to you. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that's the realization in it all is the opportunity costs involved with just being involved in the market, right? We're all working professionals. We're all, you know, parents or future parents or have other things going on. You know, the card stuff is not a 24 seven business. When I do have those moments to jump on eBay or jump on card ladder or to listen to the latest podcast of, you know, hobby update or card talk or stacking slabs or whatever the case may be, right? It's like, I want to find value, joy, and excitement in those precious moments that I have being able to just escape and get into the card hobby. And so, yeah, I think, you know, finding what that passion is, as you said, be intentional, intentional about your time in this space and how you spend it. Um, I think it's a key. And I think that's what brings happiness to most, most people that are involved in it today. Yeah. And I think um, just w- we're going to move on to the national next, but just to put a, I've been saying this and put a bow on this one. Um, I don't know why I keep saying it. I got that from somewhere, but we focus in on areas, right? Like you and I, I would say for the most part, we're, we're, we're football collectors, right? Like we're, we're yep. focused on football cards. Um, not that we don't like basketball or basketball cards, but I don't know. It just seems like jumping when we jumped in and started collecting football cards, it was underserved and there's just a lot of momentum and energy around it. I think that's our favorite game and we connect with it. So then with that, like you focus in and you collect football cards and then you start collecting, you know, certain players. And then say we both collect Peyton Manning. Well, then you you like different types of Peyton Manning cards and I might like different types of Peyton Manning cards. But then like, then you, you, you narrow in and you start learning. And I think like, maybe talk about just like the hobby is vast. There are so many cards. There's so many different types of cards. But when you focus in on something you love, you start, you get the opportunity to meet other people that are collecting kind of what you like. And that's a, there's an opportunity there just to learn. So maybe just talk about like you narrowing in your focus and just like the leveling up you've been able to do because of it. Yeah. You know, I think, um, to your point, first and foremost, love collecting football cards. Like that's a sport I played through college. I've always had a passion for it. I've always been a big Colts fan through the ups and the downs. And so I naturally gravitate towards the football card market. Um, and then I really kind of separated into, you know, the, the current age and players that are playing today versus like those guys that you grew up with that are no longer suiting up on Sunday to cheer for. 
Um, and, you know, growing up in India, it's, it's no surprise that we gravitate towards a guy like Peyton Manning. And, you know, when you start looking at that 1998 kind of rookie year and the types of cards that are out there, right, you, you start to build that understanding of what has value, what has significance. You know, I think we both own a copy of the 98 Tops auto or his autograph, right? Where it's like that draft day pose, him holding his jersey with the signature on it. I mean, that's one of like my keystones in my collection that I love. And then that naturally evolved to, again, I, I referenced the exquisite cards. You know, I was fortunate I picked up a raw super swatch Peyton that was autoed out of four um, and ended up getting it graded and it came back with BGS nine. And again, like between that and then his draft day card, those are like my two favorite cards in my collection. And then, you know, you start looking at some of the the modern cards of optics and prisms and, and whatnot. And, you know, I'm not big into collecting stuff that A is in his Denver uniform, just because that's just not my jam. I know a lot of people do collect it. And then two, you know, any new cards that come out of Peyton, you know, past his playing days is not attractive to me as well. So, you know, that's why I keep reverting back to some of those 90s cards that, you know, I've gradually added to my collection. And then two is talking to folks in the hobby like yourself. And then, you know, I, you mentioned the captain earlier, you know, he's been one of my go-tos just to watch what he collects, how he collects, you know, he's got Peyton and Brady. And when we get to talking about the national, I actually made a deal with Kevin last night leading into the nationals. I'm you super and I excited both. about it. You and I oh. both. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, I told him, uh, uh, we were DMing last night and, and came to an agreement and I, crossed over to the dark side and I picked up a couple of Brady's to add to my collection uh, that I'm excited about. But, but yeah, so I think that's, you know, how I've evolved, like with my, my Peyton collection, I use him as my example, focusing in on his early playing days. And then from a prospect perspective, you know, Michael Pittman Jr., who's, you know, the Colts receiver from this past year, he's going into his second year. He's the one that, you know, I bought some of her, his rare cards this past year. Again, as a prospect, somebody I love to watch. If he pops great, if he doesn't, these are just cool cards I had in my collection. And I think going forward, that's really going to be my mindset, whether it's a, a Pacers rookie or the next, you know, Colts rookie class, just grabbing some of those cards as they hit that first year. And if they hit great, if not, it'll just be something cool to, to look back on over the years. Yeah. And uh, it's funny that you were doing the exact same thing, making deals before the show. And I, I my, my, my deal was a Peyton card, but I did tell Kevin, I said, Hey, I'm getting really itchy on Tom Brady's stuff. I'm going to sleep on it and <laughs> I'm going to, there might be some cards I want to line up. And I think like, it's so funny. You and I both have come to this evolution up with Brady where it's like, it just gets to the point where it's undeniable and you just have to appreciate. And it's yeah, not, not only you appreciate the rival of your favorite player and there's no greater rival to Peyton Manning than Tom Brady. And then last year, seeing what Brady did in Tampa. I mean, that's what really set it over the top. So for me now, um, you know, I just feel like I want a connection with that greatness. And especially since he's aligned with Peyton Manning and there's a history there and he's still playing. Um, so yeah, I, I never in like a hundred years would say like, if there's a guy I want to collect, it would be Tom Brady. He was our nemesis for uh, yep. so many years, but then you just get to this point where it's finally like, all right, I'm tired of hating him. Let me appreciate <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you, so the two cards I bought from Kevin and they have significance, right? So he did his, uh, Instagram live the other night and kind of flipped through what he was going to have at national, which I think for any, you know, dealer that's coming that has an audience on Instagram, it was just a great way to kind of have that totally like sneak peek. Right. And 
to understand, you know, what they're having them priced at, and then the opportunity to reach out ahead of time to try to make a deal just to kind of solidify that going international, you know, my hat's off to him and kind of his approach to it. And plus do it, it personalizes the deal, right? Like I want to buy from people that have helped me along the way, or I've learned from along the way. So yeah, excited not only to do the deal, but to get my coaster as well that I can bring home and put on my bar tap. But so the two cards I bought from him, the first one is I have the 2010 Topps Chrome X-Fractor Peyton Manning card. Uh, the BGS 9.5. It's one of my favorite cards in, in my collection. Just to kind of, it, it's him during the Super Bowl calling out Cadence, right? He's got a Super Bowl patch on the jersey. That's what attracted it to me in the first place. Ultimately, I'd love to get a Peyton Brady dual card, right? But I know those are going to be rare, expensive, etc. So what I've started to think about is buying the equivalent Tom Brady with the Peyton that I've got in that collection. So one of the cards I bought was the 2010 Topps Chrome Refractor, Tom Brady from the Captain, which I'm excited. I compare the two together. And then the other one, as he was flipping through his collection last night, I couldn't help but, you know, brought back so much memories, but it's the 2014 Topps Chrome. Um, and I got the the blue jersey Pulsar, but it's him playing the Colt. Mathis Guys and Brady are attacking him. I know it was one of those. I'm like, if I want to have cards that bring back memories, although those were probably bad memories during <laughs> during those yeah, games, right? Definitely bad memories. But it's like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna dip my toe in the Brady market and at least have some stuff to, you know, I'm not gonna go all in like I do with Manning, but again, I respect him. I've gotten over the hump of, you know, being remorseful for the losses that he brought my Colts, but it's just two cool cards that I bought from the captain. I'll have in my collection. I compare them next to some Mannings from the similar year. So I, if I was going to ever kind of ease into it, I thought that would come into national and kind of walking away with those, I think was a good point or a, yeah. a good move to do it. Yeah. I the, Since we're talking about cards that we already bought, I'm not going to mention my Brady on the air that I might be getting from him just because I still might be trying <laughs> to make that decision. But I will say I, I got the um, 2011... Peyton Manning Topps Chrome Purple Refractor BGS BGS 10. And I wanted that card, not necessarily because of the purple, right? But it's a numbered Manning shiny card. But to me, it's one, like I know it's by the card, not the grade, but a BGS 10 Manning like just makes sense. But then to me, like I wanted that card because that's the neck year. That's the year he didn't play and was franchised. And that year, it just like, although there's a card and he didn't play, I just felt like I needed that like transition. And I don't know if I'll ever start collecting Peyton Manning Broncos stuff, but like I need a bookend to my stuff. And that card, yep. like to me, I was like, that's a, that's a bookend to the pantheon of Colts Peyton Manning. Isn't it funny? You know, you mentioned it's the bookend, but you know, when you think about like my collection, you think about your collection, right? there's always kind of that beginning, middle and end of why we collect certain cards within a player's career, right? Like that beginning, those, those rookie cards, you know, usually, especially with the Colts, right? We've had either, you know, guys have gone to the pro bowl or we've won super bowls, right? And we want to collect cards in that moment in that year. And then, you know, we want to solidify that player being on our team, which is, you know, it sounds like why you bought Peyton in that year. And I think we've both gone through this, this exercise too, with, with Andrew Luck over the last month or so, again, just, you know, wanting to have that card of another chapter in the Colts legacy and tenure. So yeah, it's just, again, one of those areas that I've focused in on more and more is the significance of the years of why I buy certain cards of players uh, because of moments that they've had that bring a smile to your face. Totally. All right. So moving over to the national, we'll start with this. So I, my process has been, 
I made a ton of sales. I got, I went to the bank. I got a bunch of cash and then saw Kevin's video and was like, holy shit. Like this is just one, one guy, like one guy, like he's got so much shit that he's got so much shit that like, to me, I look at stuff in my collection. I immediately, when I got done watching his video, I said, there is so many more things in his, in his stash that I'd rather have than stuff in my stash. So like immediately last night I did a, I've got 24 hour fireside <laughs> flash sales going on eBay just cause I want as much money as I possibly can have. So I don't like see something at the national and I'm like, man, I wish I was in a better position to get it. So I know you've been kind of stashing away some, some money. Like what's been your process when we, when we realize that, okay, the national is happening, we're buying tickets and we're going like, what's been your process? Same. I mean, I've gone through my collection, pulled out cards that I could part with, right? Even, you know, maining cards, other stuff that I've collected over the last year that I'm like, you know what? I would rather get the cash to be able to buy something, you know, at the national that's more impactful. And I think too, we always come from that place of leveling up too. So if I can, you know, sell off a couple cards and buy one bigger card, like I'm down for that move as well. So yeah, I've done that over the last couple months and build up just some reserves. Um, and then to fortunate, my birthday fell in June. So, you know, I primarily gifts were like, Hey, just give me some cash and, uh, you know, I'll use it for another purpose at a later date, all with the mindset of like, just building that reserve to come into nationals with. So yeah, I agree. I, you know, that's been the fun of it. That's, you know, trying to get financially prepared for it. I brought a couple of cards. What's your, what's your stance on, on bringing cards to the national for, for trade purposes? Are you, Going down that route, or are you just actually trying to sell everything on eBay up front and just having all cash on hand? I think my mindset is I have a couple cards that I'm going to bring if I don't move ahead of time. Like one of the other things I'm doing, I'm, I'm having conversations right now to potentially make deals with people at the show. So there's nice. that, there's that. But then I'm just trying to focus in on get as much, getting as much cash as is possible. So yeah, like there's just, I know my mindset and my personality type. And when I'm there, I just want to be prepared and to buy the cards that I really want and, and to not regret it. No. And that's, yeah, I can appreciate that. And I think I'm kind of wrestling with a similar thing. I think there's a, there's probably three or four cards that I would rather bring with me to possibly trade in a deal versus just put them up on eBay, knowing that I'm losing them just to get cash. So it's that like mental exercise, right. To, to work through. And I think everybody's got their own process and their own opinion on it all. But yeah, I was just curious what, what your approach was going to be. Yeah. So what are your, what's your expectations with the show? Like, what are your, do you have goals? Like, how are you thinking about it right now? Yeah. So I think with everything it's, I'm just going in there with an education mindset, right? I want to go in and I want to learn. I want to meet as many of these people that I listen to or have, you know, communicated with over Instagram in person and make that personable connection you know, we've been selling cards with the mindset of, you know, coming back with a few cool cards back from national. And I know for me, you know, the Brady Manning combo card would be number one, but outside of that, it's really, are there any unique players that resonate with me that I've always been a fan of that, you know, if I happen to cross paths with, I'll pick them up and I'm still not closing the door on, on buying any more Brady cards, but I at least want to get a couple under my belt and we'll kind of see where the rest of the, the show takes us. But yeah, my mindset going in, you know, I've listened to, I think, everybody's hobby content around preparing for the national. So logistically, I think uh, we're good to go. 
but I'm just, I'm ready to be overwhelmed. I'm ready to be just in awe of the number of participants in the space. I'm excited to, I think there's a main stage where I know Chris and Josh, and I think some of the hobby talk guys and some other folks are, you know, kind of doing some live, live shows. I'm excited to kind of take that in all as well. And it'll be fun. And then just kind of the post-conference activities, right? I just to see what these trade nights are or to grab dinner with folks and catch up with them. It's just going to be a fun couple of days, man. I'm, I'm super excited about it all. I'm so excited that it's, that it's happening this year and looking forward to kind of running around with you. Yeah, no, I, uh, super pumped. It's amazing. I think just that it's, it's here. We're, we're in it. Um, it popped up awfully quick. Um, I know I'm going to be having fun. Maybe let's close out with this. I'd love to know from you. I know you mentioned some goals, but is there, is there one particular card that you've been looking at or seeing that it's in a showcase somewhere that you're going to stop at all costs, uh, to get it? So the cards that I've recently kind of zoned in on, um, I just bought a, a 99 Bowman's Best Edger and James auto refractor. I love the Bowman Best, those auto refractor cards, right? I know that the 98 Tate is way out of my league, right? From a financial perspective. But there's a Marvin Harrison out there that if anybody had it in their showcase, would definitely stop me in my tracks and that would catch my eye. So any of those Colts Hall of Famers, you know, shiny cards that are unique, I think are would catch me and make me pause and kind of evaluate if there's an opportunity to do a deal or not. There's not there's not one card, you know, that I'm like, I gotta find this to buy it, right? Again, it just goes back to like my mindset. It's just like there's so many cards out there that I'm realizing I don't even know about, right? So I'm just excited to kind of walk past and see stuff that I've never seen before or see stuff in person that I've only seen online, right? I think that's just going to be a cool experience in itself. Awesome. How about you? What are you looking for? You can't get Uh, out of this. What are you looking for? You know, I I think one thing that I'm definitely looking for is if there are going to be anybody set up selling wrestling cards and i'm not talking like one one card here or there but like if there are dealers that have like showcases of stuff that i like so that's something i'm keeping an eye on i i've talked a lot about it but i think just modern wrestling legends low pop stuff that's to me that that's an underserved market right now and i'm just trying to get ahead of it and jump on as much as i can and then obviously i think you know manning stuff uh stuff I'm still very much ODing on Carson Wentz. And again, <laughs> that's my, my fandom taking control. Yeah. You know, the kid, the kid went to camp reported with the rookies three days ahead of everyone. He's Love just, it. it's all the right things. So I am caught up in the mindset of being a fan of the Colts where we had Manning, we had luck, we had some, yeah, we had a little Jacoby, we had a little rivers, but like, I'm really gravitating on like this guy and belief that he can be our next quarterback for the next 10 years and hopefully get us a Super Bowl or maybe even two. So, you know, it is fandom. It is uh, just a complete optimism. But for what I've purchased Carson Wentz cards for over the last six months, if he, if he sh- shows up and starts playing how I think he can play, I think there'll be a nice bump in his card. So I'm, I'm actively buying Carson Winston. We'll be looking for his cards at the show. No, that's a good point. I know I bought up a couple too. And yeah, when you hear the news that he's reporting early and he's going to camp with the rookies and he just wants to get in there and play, you hear the 
the great stories around the receivers that are have been connected with them over the summer. It definitely gets you excited as a Colts fan. So yeah, that'll be another another player to be on the lookout for. Are you going to go? Isn't Hulk coming? Hulk Hogan? Is he doing some autos? Are you lining yeah. up? The one I would want would apparently you can get Hulk and Flair together, which that that oh, would be really? a, yeah, you can get them both together. I think it's a pretty penny, but um, I'm still trying to debate on if if I want to allocate my budget. Uh, to meet Hulk. Although like everyone always leads with Hulk, but I'm like, I appreciate Hogan, but I was always a Randy Savage guy. And uh, so, yeah, you were. And, and so I've just, I've never really, it's, it was my, my lineage was Randy Savage. Then it was the rock. And so I appreciate Hogan, but you know, his, well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I think I'd, I think I'd rather meet Flair. Is one of your favorite wrestling moments of all time the Macho Man Elizabeth proposal or wedding or whatever that was at WrestleMania? Re- WrestleMania Seven. So yeah, when they had a little scuttlebutt and then yeah. they got back together and Randy turned babyface and then reunited with Liz and put Liz on her shoulders. WrestleMania Seven. Still, there's not a better heartwarming moment in professional wrestling history. So for sure. No, that's awesome. Yeah, it's you know. I pay attention on the periphery to wrestling because of you. And, you know, I know the some of the bigger headlines, especially like Cena coming back in now, right? And some of the excitement around there. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, the the wrestling footprint at National as well. I know uh, if there are wrestling cards out there, I'll know where to find you. Yes, definitely. Well, Kyle, thanks so much. Excited to enjoy the National with you this week. And everyone out there, have a hell of a time at the show. Absolutely. Always glad to be here. Excited for national. Let's go. Always a good time when I can bring on my brother and talk cards. Man, I am just so fired up about the national and what's going down. Doing a lot of preparation. Obviously, we're in the mix right now in the thick of it. Going to be a lot of fallout from this. Definitely tune in next week. Going to talk more about it and everything we're picking up and all the people that we met. Take care of yourself, take care of others around you, and we'll be back with more Stacking Slabs next week. 